Each year since 2012, Allianz, one of the world's largest insurers, takes a look into the future and rings an alarm bell that it calls its global risk barometer. It asks nearly 3,000 business clients, consultants, and claims experts, the people with money on the line, to say what keeps them up at night and assesses their fears about what might and probably will happen in the coming year. It's an ominous, perceptive, but above all, interesting look into what's likely to hurt all of us in 2020. Our guest for this reach into the future is Kelly Castriata, who develops new cyber products for all of Allianz's financial lines in North America. Kelly, cyber is the elephant in the room for nearly every business. Right at the top of the Allianz Risk Barometer 2020 report is cyber incidents. What does that mean? By cyber incidents, we can mean one of many things. Typically, we're talking about different types of cyber crime. For instance, business email compromise, when attacks are coming in through compromised emails, ransomware attacks, where criminals are extorting a, a corporation's information data. We are also talking about privacy and data breaches where personal confidential information are exposed. Uh, we're also talking about litigation associated with these cyber incidents and, and breaches fines and penalties that are derived from these cyber incidents. In Allianz Business Barometer, it's clear that business leaders and insurance specialists are worried about this, aren't they? They are. It's no surprise that that cyber incidents went to the top of the list this year. It has been going up 2% and well ahead of other, other fear triggers like business interruption, trade wars, Brexit, and other natural catastrophes. What were the major cyber crimes and outages in the last year? Have they grown? They've grown in number and size, haven't they? Yeah, they grow in, in number and size every year. I would say the, the three biggest ones was the Capital One breach, which is the largest breach ever in the banking sector. I would also say a big one a big one was the uh, was a ransomware attack. Not the biggest in size, but definitely um, a reputational issue. Uh, and I would say another theme of the year was the ransomware family called Ryuk um, that actually started back in, in August 2018. So the perception of the people in the Allianz survey is correct. Uh, can you get some specifics on what the criminals are doing? Again, the theme of this year was really this email compromise where individuals were oh. being spoofed and tricked on their email and their and their data was being compromised by way of that. Ransomware was another big theme of the year where criminals were encrypting corporations' private confidential information and asking for a sum of money to release those files so that the business can continue. How are businesses in particular exposed to this problem? I think that one of the biggest impacts upon a business is a business interruption threat. You know, the fact ah. that you don't have access to your data and you, and you can't move forward and you have to cease or slow down your operations. But I think other things that you need to realize a corporation faces is major litigation uh, and then fines and penalties. The big question is based on what you've seen in the barometer, who is most at risk? Actually, uh, it's pretty agnostic, but hackers and cyber criminals appear to be moving downscale. So major companies now see business interruption as a major risk, and for small, mid-sized firms, hacking is about equal with business interruption. But cyber is at the top of the scale for, for small business enterprises. Why are smaller businesses the most likely victims? It's probably a resource issue. There are reports out this year saying that small businesses are spending more on cybersecurity, but it may not be enough. I think there's also a consumer choice problem. There are a variety of services to choose from, but there's an issue with how to evaluate whether those services are credible and effective. Could you give an example of a small business that's been uh, hurt by this? 
So, for instance, we saw a startup business receive a ransomware demand in excess of their annual revenues and in excess of their insurance limits. So that framed their decision as to whether they wanted to engage in a dialogue with the attackers and what they could do from a business continuity perspective to get back to operating level. What can smaller businesses do to protect themselves? Very simple steps need to be taken. First of all, training employees in security principles, learning how to protect your information, computers, and networks from cyber attacks, providing firewall security, creating a mobile device action plan, making backup copies, securing your Wi-Fi networks doesn't necessarily need to be a, a major investment. All these things, especially training, can be easily implemented. Are governments and local municipalities equally vulnerable to this hacking? Absolutely. So the Baltimore ransomware attack occurred in, in May of this year. There are a number of cities that are falling victim to this to strains of ransomware. And ultimately, this cost the, the government of Baltimore over $18 million. So it, it's quite expensive. And um, maybe, um, you know, governments can learn from this and include better IT practices and increase technology budget. The risk barometer is a global survey, of course. Looking internationally, where are the biggest threats? I would say the biggest threats are the United States, of course, the UK, uh, parts of Europe, and also China. But why is that? A famous bank robber once said that that's where the money is, right? <laughs> that's exactly right. Um, I would not discount that. You have a number of, of mergers and acquisitions that can bring on cyber issues, obviously, in, in countries that are doing financially well or not so well. Um, we also have to look at political reasons. We see vulnerabilities um, when we're dealing with nation-state actors in these countries that we just named being targeted, not necessarily surprising in this environment. You mentioned M&A. What happens? A co one company takes over another, but the other company's security is not really total and that the first company is, is becomes victim. Right. That can happen. Um, it can happen when the the systems are segmented, but they're um, not done so in an appropriate way. You'll see this with Marriott breach in 2018, where um, they acquired Starwood and then it presented some vulnerabilities and exposures. I think it just needs to be a, a more critical part of the due diligence when you are entering into a merger or acquisition. And the sector is most likely to be hacked. More than a third of your respondents in the uh, survey are in finance. Absolutely. So financial services continues to be an issue. Always those industries with high PI count. Other ones that were notable from our report were aviation, government and public services, professional services, technology and communications. Why those particular industries? So what's the vulnerabilities there? Again, with a high PI count for financial institutions and banks, you have vulnerable uh, you're vulnerable to hackers because you have credit card information, bank account information. Um, hospitals, for instance, are vulnerable because they also have extremely um, confidential information like medical records, blood, organs, other biological materials, oh. um, governments as well. So one obvious question, what can we, our governments, or anyone do about hackers, particularly criminals who attack us from rogue nations? Are we really in a quandary where nothing can be done except play defense? Uh, this reminds me of the running of the bulls. You don't have to run faster than the bulls. You just have to run faster than the next guy. Will somebody always be a victim? What can our governments do? I think we can start the process with information sharing. There are a number of government organizations that started to work with the private sector, ask them about the security risks they face, how they deal with those risks, 
And government agencies like the FBI have also began, began to exchange information with the insurance industry, so a lot can be learned from each other. Insurance, <laughs> like Allianz, are especially vulnerable because anyone who's attacked, suffered damage, or has to pay off either the hackers or the victims, uh, or as you point out, even be fined because they were allegedly lax in defending themselves, they're going to run to collect from their insurer. Uh, how do you help uh, clients build their cyber fortresses against these criminals? Your insurance policy includes a host of services that your business can utilize to deal with a breach or security issue. You can access forensic experts, ransomware negotiators, breach counsel, breach coaches, and other crisis management resources. We definitely also offer preparation and training pre-breach and also other post-breach services. What are a few tips you could offer businesses in case they are attacked? What do they do next? What are some of the guidelines for remediation? If you have an incident response in place, start executing on it. The main, the main tenants are don't panic, form a response Team, involve your insurance in forming that response team, back up your servers, isolate the breach, investigate, manage, and figure out who you need to inform as far as government, employees, clients, and the timing of that information and disclosure. We've been talking with Kelly Castriata, who's developed new cyber lines for all of Allianz's financial lines in North America about the threat of cybercrime, which was the top concern in the Allianz Global Risk Barometer 2020 report. Thanks, Kelly.